I have with me Chadwick Moore, and uh, he is a New York Times bestselling author, journalist, and contributing editor at The Spectator. Chadwick appeared on numerous Fox News programs, programs and was a regular guest on the Tucker Carson Tonight. He has a brand new book called Tucker. He's someone who doesn't necessarily really care about politics per se. He's much more concerned with the bigger questions of, of morality, of family, of faith, of beauty. And he sees those things as integral to politics. But he's not someone who's a point scorer. He's not someone who just, uh, you know, something he hates more than anything is someone who just parrots party line talking points uh, without thinking more deeply about the questions. Uh, and I think that's something that really motivates him. You know, he's an extremely literary guy, a very thoughtful guy, but he's, you know, certainly more interested in these much bigger questions. And I think most people would would understand or give him credit for. Yeah, I totally have that same impression of him. When he was on Fox News, his his show was just amazing. You know, I would watch his show. And once I was done with that, that was it for today. I didn't need any more because he seemed to be so wise. And so... Personally, when his mother walked away like that, growing up not being with her, how did he, was he traumatized by that at all? Well, I kind of, you know, he, he says he, he has a really positive outlook on it. He says that he feels fortunate because uh, he could have grown up in the same house as a crazy woman. Yeah. And who knows that, what that would have done with him. So in a way, he feels fortunate that he didn't have to, to live in the same household with this woman. Uh, he did write her a letter when he proposed to Susie just to say, basically, I forgive you. Um, and that was sort of his closure with that. And yeah. <laughs> what was his relationship with his father? So they're extremely close, and they still are to this day. They talk every single day, and, and I got to know his father really well. He's a great man and, and really interesting guy as well, deserves a book of his own. Uh, and he was a journalist. Um, he was a local TV news anchor for most of the time when Tucker was growing up out in California, and Tucker became a journalist because that's what his dad did, you know, for the most medieval of reasons. And um, uh, Tucker and his dad are really similar in a lot of ways. And uh, he's a really, really fascinating guy and, uh, you know, had a very interesting uh, parenting style growing up. He kind of let the boys do whatever they wanted. And, um, yeah. uh, you know, they were there's some really funny stories of them growing up. Um, uh, so, yeah, they're, they're still very close to this day. I think all of us knew we'd watch a show and think there's no way they're going to let this continue <laughs> for much longer. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't think we knew it happened so abruptly and in the way that it did and right. under such mysterious circumstances where they didn't, you know, with Bill O'Reilly, they, you know, pointed to some uh, accusations that, you know, might seem flimsy to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, but with Tucker, it just, he just disappeared and they, and they're, and they're fine to let us speculate. Um, and I think you're right that, you know, corporate media, they're all in the same bed together. It was always sort of funny watching Fox and watching some people on there, uh, I haven't watched it since April when the show's taken off the air, but they'll still rail against the mainstream media. And you're like, well, you are the mainstream media. Right. <laughs> you know, you're the, kind of the definition of it. I think that they just figured he would disappear and they'd be fine in a week and, and things would go on. But he certainly was um, upsetting a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people, when they call themselves conservatives, you know, the, the conservative establishment is certainly on the board of Fox News. And uh, the left may have hated Tucker Carlson, but the conservative establishment really, or maybe I just say Republican establishment, um, really feared him. Yeah. They didn't really want to have to respond to what he was saying on air to millions of people every night. In your book on page 96 on wisdom is a quote from Tucker. Tucker said that to me, it's the beginning of the beginning of wisdom, realizing the limit limits of wisdom and the limits of your understanding and the limits of what's 
knowable and all that. What did you get from that? Yeah, that was um, and it was a great quote. I mean, it's and it, that's yep. a good kind of uh, synopsis of, of how he thinks and who he is. And he was sort of talking about, you know, the older he gets, the realizes the less he knows. And that's kind of the beginning of wisdom and uh, how, you know, he's looking at these people who who like and admire him, who he never thought he'd be on the same side as even like feminists like Naomi Wolf and people like that. And he's just saying the more the older I get, the more I learn about the world, the more I realize I don't understand it. And you have to be uh, comfortable with that. And yeah. that's the beginning of wisdom. That is so deep and so true. When you realize as human beings, when we realize what we don't know, then we begin to understand wisdom will come. But as long as we think that we know what we know, we're walking around in the dark, not knowing anything. We're on an ego trip, not really realizing how blind we are. Yeah, for sure. And and he, you know, goes through great lengths to 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 remain humble, you know, yeah. and to not let everything go to his head. On page two eleven on evil spirits, I thought it was really deep too. Tucker says it's impossible to rationally, rationally explain the irrational desire that comes over all people at certain points to destroy. What is that? Why is, it, why is this inside of you? Because there is a force acting on you from the outside. Obviously, evil spirits, good spirits, all this stuff we dismiss are uh, untrue. It is true that human beings are being controlled by evil spirits and they don't know it because they never really, most, not all, not all, not all, but most, they never really get to know themselves and they think that they are in control. They are doing this when something else is driving them that's not them. Yeah, definitely. And, he, you know, Tucker's uh, been sober for over 30 years. And, you know, we we're talking a lot about sobriety and about, um, you know, he used to be friends with Hunter Biden. And he was saying, you know, look at he was using Hunter Biden's example of this sort of these evil forces outside you. Like what drives a person to yeah. humiliate themselves and their family and their father like this and to behave in this way? And, and you know, addiction is a really good example of that. You know, why are we some people driven to destroy themselves? And it's evil. It's some it's some outside force working on you. Is there a similarity between the personality of Tucker and that of Donald Trump? Well, I think I think their biggest similarity is the fact that they're both class traders. You know, so, uh, Tucker came from the the media elite Beltway, Washington D.C. You know, lived in the same neighborhood as the Bidens and Dr. Fauci, and uh, and he became a class trader, and that's why I think they hate him so much. And same with Donald Trump; he's from the donor class. Uh, you know, there's that like famous line in 2016. I think they're at a debate or something with Hillary Clinton. And um, somebody had said, you know, if you hate Hillary Clinton so much, they said to Donald Trump, then why was she invited to your daughter's wedding? <laughs> and Trump said, because I paid her to be there. And that was just lifting the covers on everything. And, and Tucker's very similar. There are two people who come from this world and they know exactly how it works and they've come out against it. And that's one of the reasons why they're so despised. I think that's really kind of the strongest similarity between the two of them. Um you know, they're both really funny people. I think both of them, Tucker and, and Trump, both have a great um, joy of life. You know, they're 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 fun loving yeah. people yeah. and great senses of humor. You know, that's another one where I would see a similarity. It reminds me of the good old days when boys were boys and men were men. And I am 100 percent convinced if we have more men 
who were willing to stand up and just be what you got to be, that we can turn America around overnight. The men are not as strong as they were at one time. This is an amazing book. I love books like this. I highly recommend Tucker. How can people get it? Uh, you go to uh, tuckerthebook.com. Uh, there's a bunch of links there. You can also buy direct from the publisher there, or you can go anywhere you get your books. So Amazon, uh, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, uh, Walmart, Sam's Club, they should all have it. And the ladies, and ladies, y'all better be trying to turn to the natural state of God too. Forgiving your mothers, forgiving your father, and return to the father, because you're not going to find men today that's going to be able to help you out of it. It's just not... Once in a while, you might run into a man that's able to do it. But for the most part, ladies, you're not going to fight it. It ain't going to happen. You're on your own. You're on your own because the men are just too weak. They won't even try to overcome their weakness. This is where the world would tell you otherwise. But our battle is a spiritual battle. And it starts in the home. Everyone, male or female, who born through the woman must be born of the Father. Ain't no way around it. And no one can do it but you. You got to get on that straight and narrow path so that it can guide you. Watch this from Fox. Fighting icon Mike Tyson sits down with Tucker to discuss his childhood and challenges. Watch this from Fox. Mike Tyson is not the sort of person we generally interview on the show. He's not a political figure. He's not still boxing. Why did we talk to him? Well, because Mike Tyson has spent almost 40 years at the very pinnacle of American society. And then at the very bottom, he went to prison at one point. He's seen everything. Yeah, my disadvantage was my advantage. What do you mean? Um, my adversity yeah. inspired me to be more than what I truly was. One of the reasons I wanted to interview you is because you're the author of one of my favorite quotes ever in English, which is, everybody's got a plan till he gets hit in the face. A hundred percent. Because people now, especially now, no one's going to fight. People like talking now. They get on the stage, they get on YouTube, and they start talking. Sometimes I get, sometimes I get in my head and think I'm somebody, and then I'm easily offended. But when I know I'm nobody, I could never be offended. That's deep. <laughs> Boy, is that a deep insight. Sometimes I get in my head that I'm somebody and I'm easily offended, and then I remind myself I'm nobody and I'm not offended. Exactly, 100%. Yes. We were talking, wow. We were talking about that on yesterday. Become nobody. And get out of your head thinking that you are somebody. You ain't nobody. And then you cannot be offended. The world can't touch you when you become nobody. All these ideas in your head are just ideas. They're not real. An idea doesn't make it real. You understand that? It's just a thought. And all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. That's deep, Mike. And I'm not surprised Tucker got it. That's why I love that book that uh, we were talking about this morning in the first hour. The Great White Hope, Donald Trump was the only president that I'm aware of and maybe some other president did it, but there was no war. There was peace in the Middle East under the Great White Hope. They don't want that. There ain't no money in peace. What the? In their minds. At the great late 
Booker T. Washington once said. This is from wonderfulquote.com. Booker T. Washington said, I will permit no man to degrade my soul by making me hate him. That's deep. That is so deep. And that's what they've done and are doing to societies around the world today. They're making you hate your fellow man and in return degrading your soul. And you're such a blind fool that you don't see what's happening. And just think about it. They tell you that you should be offended. And you never question, well, who am I to be offended? If I can be offended, then I have a problem. I'm my own world. If someone can defend me, it is my problem, not yours. This is from Bendis Insider. Certain Halloween costume can actually be problematic and could be seen as cultural appropriation. Whoever came up with that term should be shipped out of a country right now. And that's what I'm going to do when I become president. All these people coming up with these different terms, cultural appropriation and all that mess, you're going to be shipped out of the country. I don't care if you're a citizen or not. You're out of here. You won't divide the country. But anyway, it can be problematic and can be seen as cultural appropriation, made-up words with no meaning, right? Some costumes take, uh, take it too far and can become racist, misogynist, and downright insensitive. Who coming up with this mess? Remember when you were growing up and Halloween came and you dressed whatever way you wanted to, Indian, white people, Mexican, whatever way you wanted to, and the people had fun, they appreciated it. It wasn't nothing about no cultural appropriation, misogynist, racist, downright insensitive. These people are evil. Whomever teaching you this are evil. And they are causing you to make your soul hateful, which is more evil. Because anyone that has anger, your soul is hateful, and you're of your father the devil. You're an evil person. That's why they can get you to carry out evil against your fellow man. Now, right, and how did a costume become that way? I know it's only for white people. If people of color wore different costumes, no, oh, that's so cute. No problem. You look so nice. You look like an Indian. According to Bendis Insider, here are some of the offensive costumes you should stay away from. Watch this photo. So we got a couple of um, uh, offensive costumes you shouldn't be wearing. Here's the first one. Avoid any costume that makes a caricature out of another culture, like this sexy shooter happy hour costume. Amazing. <laughs> Definitely don't do that. Especially if you're white. This is for white people only. Believe me. If some person of color wore this, it would be no big deal. See, she's a shooter. But, yeah. but she's, she doesn't have a gun. She's giving people shots. Oh. Of alcohol, huh? Mm. What? Uh, uh, think twice about anything that could have questionable implications. This Rasta costume kit might be cause for concern. I remember in the in the sixties, seventies, and maybe early eighties, but back in the sixties, white people wore those kind of clothes, and the black people loved it. 
because <laughs> the blacks thought that they saw the white people were on their side, and when they would see white people in those type of dashikis and things like that, they were like loving it. <laughs> they're they're cool. Yeah, dashiki. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I'll be Doctor Umar for this Halloween. Oh, amazing. Uh, dashiki. Whomever that is. <laughs> uh, he's black. This men's Arab chic costume draws on false stereotypes of Middle Eastern culture. And it's just a costume. Yeah. And, be, and I want to remind you, white people, this is for you only. This is against you. They're not talking to people of color. They hate you. They're jealous of you. They hate you. You know what I In like? In your own country. You know what I like about these series of images? What? It's like the person who made them was, it's like, how can I be offensive but helpful at the same time? Oh, I'll put the, I'll put the stereotypes out there, but I'll say, don't do this. You might as well have a picture of like, I don't know, like someone committing a crime. It's like, don't, don't, don't be a black person for Halloween. Don't you do it. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, mess. See how they change in America? They are creating the kind of environment that they have come from. You ask, what is cultural appropriation? Watch this from the Center for Prevention, Minnesota. Watch what this. is cultural appropriation? Cultural appropriation is when someone intentionally or unintentionally takes and exploits part of a culture they don't belong to. It can mean using ideas or customs or clothing inappropriately and without permission. In the United States, it typically occurs across race, where the dominant white culture inappropriately and offensively uses the cultures of black people, indigenous people, or people of color. Cultural appropriation does not respect or honor the culture. Cultural appropriation harms the culture and the people who claim it as their way of life. That sounds like a Chinese or something. Yeah. That. What the? How you be an American talking about <laughs> cultural appropriation? You know who I really like that culturally appropriates? Who? The Japanese. I hear that they have Mexican restaurants, Caribbean. They have all sorts of cultural restaurants, but it's the but the it's Japanese restaurant owners. They it's don't a, they don't bring them in. They just take their food. This attack is all <laughs> upon the whites. I'm telling you, they're jealous of white people. This only applies to the whites. White people, you are under attack. It ain't about the land. It ain't about whatever occupation. It's about jealousy. And now they hate Halloween. I'm telling you, white people, this is against you. That's a dumb idea about col uh, cultural appropriation. That's made up by the children of evil. Why don't they take on American culture? Why are they appropriation against America? And they're not offering anything better. And the people of color are getting dumber and dumber and dumber. I wonder where the white people go once they have to leave here and leave um, South Africa because the people of color ain't going to stop. Evil doesn't stop until you overcome evil. Inside of you and outside of you, inside of others. You must overcome evil or it will destroy you. Now there's no Halloween in America. That's white. Remember when Halloween used to be so much fun? 
you put on your costume and Halloween night you go door to door and get candy and stuff. You didn't think about somebody putting needles and poisons and things, drugs in the candy. You let all these people to our country and this is what they do because they, they have done the same thing in their country. You let the blacks run things in this country and they're just destroying it. They're not making it better. Look at Chicago. It's been under control of blacks for a while. Has it gotten better? Look at Gary, Indiana. Look at South Central L.A. Look at Detroit. Look at D.C. And you still put them there. No more Halloween in America. This is from Fox. A New Jersey school canceled Halloween celebration. Cited its diversity. Isn't that crazy? How come it wasn't like this in the good old days? There was no diversity in the good old days. Everybody just had fun. You wore whatever you wanted to wear. You went to whatever door you wanted to go to. So now they said a New Jersey school district canceled Halloween celebration citing its diversity, equity, and inclusion. Inclusion values and potential for the festival to be offensive to people from various backgrounds. Watch this from CBS. There will be no Halloween celebrations during school hours at one New Jersey school district. The superintendent for the South Orange Maplewood School District says he's ending celebrations to build equity and foster inclusion. The superintendent says he's making the recommendations so students with financial limitations or those who don't celebrate Halloween because of cultural or religious reasons don't feel isolated. I think it makes total sense. There's people that can't afford costumes. There's people that don't celebrate Halloween. Again, it's just there are so many other things to worry about. I'm not worried about this issue. It being banned at our school kind of takes away something that a lot of kids at our school participated in. Democratic Governor Phil Murphy even weighing in on the Platform X saying, quote, seriously, we can't let kids celebrate Halloween? Give me a break. The superintendent says he believes the new recommendations will foster inclusion and build equity and a sense of belonging throughout the district. Amazing. It's a superintendent black. I don't know. <laughs> the superintendent is black. I knew it. They hate white people. They hate America. Um, I want to know how come and how could any human being think that this is good? And how come the blacks love it? This is um, an example of no standards in the schools anymore. They are literally lowering the standards that made America great to, to make the blacks feel better about being dumb and incapable. So we're going to lower the standard for you. And the blacks are like, yes, this is love. And then you have to pretend that the blacks are smart. The Daily Mail is reporting. In order to earn a diploma, graduated students were formally required to earn standardized tests. Standardized test scores indicating proficiency in reading, writing, and math. Well, lo and behold, Oregon school chief 
have suspended the need for high schoolers to prove their skills in order to graduate. Why is this from CBS? Next five years, high school students in Oregon will not need to perform proficiency tests showing mastery of reading, writing, or math in order to graduate. And this comes as the Oregon Board of Education unanimously voted to extend a pause on the graduation requirement until 2028. They're citing inefficiency and inequity. This is a controversial decision and one that's facing a lot of pushback. While some say the decision will lower state standards and cheapen an Oregon diploma, the Oregon Department of Education tells me this policy simply didn't work and disproportionately harmed students of color. They don't have to take this test anymore. You ain't got to read. You ain't got to write. You don't have to go math. You black. The test is too hard for you. Don't even try. And the blacks are applauding it. Every black person, if they thought that they could be smart, should be upset about this in the right way. They're telling you, you know what, black? Y'all can't even graduate high school. You can't read, you can't write in 2023. So no more standardized tests. White people, y'all better teach your y'all better teach your children your children your children out of these schools. Y'all better teach your children out. They're dumbing them down, and all they're gonna be able to do is rap about how they hate their mama, and Jesus has already returned. And Jesus is like, what the? I already done that. What y'all talking about? What are you waiting for? Same thing with the country. You're not doing anything to get these people out of office, run for office or run for somebody that you know, vote for someone that you know will do, do the job. We can no longer have nice things in America. Have you gone into a CBS lately? There, there's a local CBS down the street from me, my office right here. And I used to go there a lot. You know, not a lot, but whenever I wanted what I needed from a CVS. It was so nice. They had white people working there. The store was packed with whatever you needed. The people were friendly. Now all the white people are gone because they scared. They were just so scared. And they were replaced it with people of color. And the store itself looked like a ghetto when you walk in there. It's, the shelves are empty. The people don't care, the workers. And it has a bunch of blacks and Mexicans up in there. And it is total hood. And it's not uncommon to walk in there and see black people with uh, the backpack things on their back. They're walking in the store stealing. They're not even stealing because they're openly getting it, taking it. And the workers just looking. And it's so common now, as a customer, you can walk in and you can see them doing it. You're like, hey, y'all got everything you need. Okay, bye. The Daily Mail is reporting that a CBS pharmacy in Washington, D.C. has been forced to replace almost all the stock with photographs in an attempt to combat rampant shoplifting frame images of toilet paper and kitchen towels have replaced actual images, I mean actual 
items on the shelf. They have images of it now. Look at this photo from the Daily Mail. Look at that. They have pictures of the item that you want. Y'all having a toothpaste? Oh, yeah, look at that picture. What kind do you want? Pick it out on the picture, and we're going to back and get it. This is why they got rid of the police. They got rid of the Bell's Bar. They wanted the blacks to go in and rip out the stores, and the blacks are too happy to do it because they call it black excellence. It's slavery. It's because of Jim Crow. It's because the blacks are just too dumb to take care of themselves. So let them steal your merchandise. They have pictures of the merchandise. And the blacks are allowed to just get away with everything that's wrong. Because the world knows they're not going to do right. So they're not even thinking of them in that way. They just know they're going to get do wrong. So they made it possible for them to do wrong and not be punished. What do you think going to happen to the earth? We allow evil to just run rapid like that without any form of control. And the, the blacks are allowed to get away with anything that's bad. Nothing good because they ain't doing no good. New York Post is reported a teenage, I mean a Texas teenager, admit to randomly punching un, unsuspecting victims in public for social media attention. Watch this from KHOU. Amazing. Learning more about one of those social media pranks that is hardly funny. Do you regret it? Yes, yes I do. 19-year-old Alfred Lewis spoke with me about how he feels about it now. You know, I just made a mistake and everybody makes mistakes. That this was not is the a video mistake. in question first shared with KHOU 11 via the Nextdoor app. In it, you can clearly see Lewis striking a man in the head from behind before he turns around in shock. I know, like, from the video, all you see is, like, the bad part about it, but um, it sure what said he people trapped didn't in time. see was that I shook his hand after and how I had gave the man a hug. I really didn't expect for it to just go so left, you know? I told Lewis that law enforcement is investigating the incident, something his mother and father were also aware of. And your mom's probably disappointed. Yeah, she is. No, she ain't. Before she raised you that. go out and you do anything that you feel is bad or that could look bad, make sure, like, people know or just don't do it at all. Amazing, huh? Well, the backstory on this story about this this black boy doing it to that man, which seemed to be white, maybe messy, I don't know, is that he was like, oh, I gave him a hug. I thought I knocked the hell out of him. I gave him a hug. Isn't that mama like? Mama beat you up and then she hugged you. Come here, babe. They robbed him. And then they start filming, knocking him out. And so they have been arrested, according to the story. So it wasn't just a hug. He's not being honest there, according to the story. And they have this so-called book that when these people are thinking that they are blameless, they're thinking they're blameless. Here's a photo of the book. Black people invented everything. <laughs> so somebody wrote a book. A so-called Dr. Sujan Kumar Das. That ain't even no real name. <laughs> ain't no American name for sure. 
founder of the Solutionary Institute. And he says black people invented everything. Everything that's raw, they invented the violence. They invented hating your fellow man. They invented hoods. They made, invented making black women horrible people. They invent, yeah, they right. Everything that's raw, they invented it. They showed they didn't invent anything that's good. And if you doubt me, look at their neighborhoods. Look at their families. Look at the way they treat their fellow man. Look at the way they treat themselves. Look at the way their mothers and grandmothers treat them. According to Amazon.com, this book did deeper than the this book digs deeper than the whitewashed history we learned in school and explore how our how our African ancestor ancestors established the foundation of modern society. Lord have mercy. And so they're calling total destruction, evil, hate, no love. They're calling that their modern society. They don't even know what modern is. But their ancestors established the foundation of modern society. Y'all got modern society turned upside down. And there are people who actually believe it. They believe this. Watch this from Instagram. Uh, we are the most intelligent race on the face of the planet. We invented <laughs> almost everything that made uh, this society and every society on the face of the planet uh, inhuman. And I, when I mean human, I mean as in toilets, sanitary, everything comes from Africa. The chair, what? the traffic light, the car, the computer. The car, what is it we haven't created? <laughs> All lies. See what the imagination can do to you? You can be totally wrong and imagination makes you think you're right because somebody said it. That's a dumb female. She has no clue what she's talking about. If y'all created everything, how come everything is so messed up around you? And why have you created something new? And if you create, black folks, come on now. If you create everything, how come you destroy, why you need the white man stuff? Why are you trying to take his stuff away from him? If you created everything. The ego love lies. There's one thing they did not invent. And they're quite sure about this one. They invented everything except the word. They didn't invent the Bible. They say that was for white people. This is a form of video call. Um, this is a, this is from a video called "The Bible Wasn't Written Written for Black People." Why is this from Virgos? Virgos knows everything. When you say that we were gods, what do you mean by that? <laughs> In the Old Testament, ain't them people constantly wicked and unrighteous? Never keep the laws of God. So why are you looking for a black presence among them? The black presence in the Old Testament is God himself. Hmm. Right. So when you start thinking about that, <laughs> like, everything yeah, right. shifts now. You get what I'm saying? The ancient mm -hmm. days was the ones that was bronze and looked like his body was made of carnelian. And what's that other brown stone? There was another stone, the jasper. You know? 
That's what that's what the ancient of days looked like when he appeared. And he Look appeared with like, green yeah, light growing like, about him. That about. was one of us. Yeah. So then you go to the history. Like who was the first people of these places? It's always black people. Even when the Greeks was talking, who was the righteous people? The Ethiopians. Jesus was a great man. He came to do what he came to do. He came to teach. If you think about it, he came to teach the Gentiles. The white world was wicked. He came to teach them to turn the other cheek. You think well, black folks well, need to learn to turn the other cheek? No, not even in today, we, <laughs> right. we turn the other cheek. He was trying to get the white. Oh, yeah, y'all turn the other cheek and kill somebody. What the? The one thing that most blacks, not all, don't do is turn the other cheek. And that boy that up that line, he looked like an Ethiopian or something. So the Bible wasn't written for white people, for black people, that's for sure. Well, they sure ain't following it. And you run because you're afraid of words. In the meantime, your kids are getting beat up, robbed, raped. Your businesses are being broken into destroyed and yet you're afraid of a word it's like being afraid of the word called death i'm gonna die the word death is just a word but you put meaning around now you're afraid of dying no such thing as racism it has never existed never will exist ain't gonna exist not not exist can't exist it's an illusion there's no such thing as white supremacy. And yet blacks truly believe that white people are superior to them. That's why they say it all the time. The white man is superior. That's why they try to dumb you down so they can take your stuff. They can't do it for themselves. And you're afraid of words. Return to the father. Forgive your mothers. And you will no longer be afraid of words. Everyone needs to do it, but just in case. This is from the cut. Here's an example of white people being afraid of a word. This is from the cut. Race to dinner. Race, R-A-C-E, race to dinner, a reality TV show, gathers group of white women at the home of a host to facilitate a discussion about race over dinner. Watch this from X. Actually, Margaret, you didn't say yours. What? Your racist thing. Thing that you've done. Thought about or I done. You must have examples in your own life. Well, I also work in environmental engineering. I have absolutely no people of color or minimal people of color, possibly the exclusion being slightly Hispanic. Saira doesn't like her attitudes. I can say a racist thing you've done because it just happened. When you just talked to me the way you just did. This is how white women talk to us all the time. These are microaggressions. Mm -hmm. The way you just spoke to me was straight up white supremacy. Sounding terribly white. I don't know that I was all that racist to start with, but I also would be more aware or hyper aware of my thoughts or reactions to circumstances that would be racist. I do think every white person in the United States is racist. You can be a really good person and still be racist. Wow. Dumb women. They sat across the table and let some dumb, evil female convince them that it was something that they're not. And now they're going around and saying it. 
Men, take your children away from those women real fast before they screw them up. Those mothers who believe if they're mothers, if they're mothers. They sat across the table and let some evil women convince them that there's something they're not when no such thing as racism even exists. And now they believed into it. You can't convince them that it's not true because once you believe a lie, you can't believe anything but that lie. I tossed and turned till it was dark. And now here you are back again. They ain't going to want you to say good morning. They're going to call that racist. So so now what you going to have to say, what's up, brother? <laughs> what's up, sister? <laughs> They're going to call good morning racism. That's how blind and evil they are. The human heart is evil. And if you can see it in yourself and overcome it, you're going to clearly see it in others without even trying. They will be offended by the phrase, good morning. If you doubt me, watch this from TikTok. Good morning. It was really a mockery towards black slaves <laughs> and them making fun of what they did to their people when someone to was their hung, people, killed, not or they. sold off to a different plantation. So that was their way of being funny. Their way. Did you have a good morning? Did you have a good cry about that person's death? Did you have a good cry about your daughter being taken away from you and sold off somewhere else? Taken. Did you have a good cry of your brother being hung yesterday? That was their way of being funny. Good morning, everyone. Wow, see there? Even good morning, beautiful. Hello to you. Good morning. They call it that racist. Are you still going to be afraid of words, white American, in your own country? They have turned their home, their children, their home over to the woman. And it's just all hell to pay because the light of leadership is in the man and not in the woman. Women were created to follow. Men were created to lead. And you can't make it be any other way. Watch this from TMZ if you doubt me. Ex-NBA player Joe Smith is absolutely losing it after finding out his partner no, not another man, but a woman. Supposed to be girlfriend or wife, but his partner, a former adult actress. When I was going over there with Sean, they said adult actress. I'm like, what do you mean adult actress? Can't we see you? He's like, no, it means something else. Has an un- only fan account. Watch this from TikTok. No, I can't believe I'm sitting here just finding out you got an OnlyFans page. Out of all these years, y'all. The She loving this. So now you know. Yeah, now I know. Okay. And so? Whatever. 
She evil. I'm been doing what I have to do, period. Like, that's bottom line. That's what it is. That's evil. He, he should dump her so fast and make her dizzy. Swimming in the hair. She would be dumped so fast. She was loving the thrill of the guy being angry. That's why she did it. That's why she's recording it. More thrills. That's evil. Pack your thing and get out. Or just throw her out. Well, where am I going? I don't know. I don't care. You're just out of here. Go to your fan page. TZ reporting Keisha Chavez joined TMZ Live to address the now viral video. She's pumping this all the way. Watch this from TMZ. So he's been, um, I think he's at his sister's house. He's not talking to me right now. He, so, he love it. Yeah. Um, I've had the page for at least over a year. Um, it's on my Instagram and my LinkedIn, but that's what happens when you don't pay attention to your wife, period. Um, you know, not everybody's hustle and drive are the same. And depression is a serious thing also. So, you know, I've been just like, you know, supporting and dealing and going through his trials and tribulations with him, you know, and he won't do it. So I had to. And I'm sorry, you knew I was an adult video star when you met me. So if my survival, if I would do anything for my own survival, then what makes you think that would change now? It was a decision that I made. I made an executive decision when my man <laughs> wasn't taking the lead. I'm tired of being the one to figure it out. So I'm tired of living yeah. minimal. You know, it's not it's not fair. He's not really wanting the best for himself, so I can't expect him to do for him what he for me what he can't do for himself, I guess. And that's why I just did what I had to do. I I, I don't think we'll have a divorce. I don't think so. I think he'll I think he he'll come around. Wow. It just seems like an act for some reason. But dump this female man, what's up? She's playing him because he's weak. He is weak. She is playing him. I, I want to repeat it because it's bad for the Christians who think Jesus is God. There, if you, I want you to just—you can prove me wrong. The pre, the Christians who think Jesus is God, just kind of watch them, and you see how irritable they are. You see how unhappy they really are. You see that they still have anger. You see that they're still lonely. They have fear. But they know the word. And they are fully convinced that Jesus is God. Even though Jesus said, my father has sent me. And I'm sending you to the father. And I love you as the father loved me. So abide in love. When the last time you seen a husband who loved his wife as the father loved him? Or a man dating a woman or a woman dating a man loving the opposite sex as the father loved them? When the last time you seen something like that? Religion has been twisted. I'm looking at all these kids at these universities with signs and flags and walking up into each other's face and fighting one another. And I really thought or realized or saw that, you know what, they don't have father's love. They're being used by the world. And they all think they're right because of the thrill they feel from attacking one another. 
thrills are not love. And Malachi 4, 6 said, And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their father. Raise them in the right way. That ain't happening no more. When last time you seen a child that was raised in the right way? Proverbs 22, 6 says, Start children off on the way they should go. Start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. If you start your children off loving the Father, being that perfect example for them, when they get old, they won't be going to university fighting one another. I don't care what the government is doing and saying to them and the media is doing to use them and to make them believe stuff. They wouldn't fall for it because they were started off in the right way with perfect love, the love of the Father. And when they get old, they have some common sense. And common sense said, both sides are wrong. Both sides are using you. Don't fall for it. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instructions of the Lord. And that is to love one another. That's from Ephesians 6.4. Well, the Bible thumpers, um, let me give you something good. Positive for those negative slash positive people. You never give anything positive. What? I'm giving you positive all the time, showing you the hell that you're in so you can overcome the hell. Here is a love story of a father. Watch this from X. Look forward. <laughs> Keep it even. Keep it even. Right there, even, 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 even. There you go, boy. Look at you. Keep the, Keep the gas. Keep the gas. Keep the gas. There we go. You're going to go clutch off the gas and push the clutch. Off the gas, push the clutch. Now you're going to go up to third. Up, over, third. Now gas. Even transition. Ready? There you go, 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 go. Yay! You got it, boy! Keep going. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about right there. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> I love you, Dad. I love you, buddy. Keep going. Keep going. So you got a car to your left. I love you, Dad. Alright, they're going straight. Keep going. Keep giving it gas. Keep giving it gas. Alright, now you just keep driving in a circle. You're good, dude. <laughs> Wow. Nice. That is so nice. It reminds, honestly, I'm not making this up. I've said this before, too. When I first learned to drive, it was on a truck like that and tractor because it was time for me to work the fields and stuff, so I needed to be hauling stuff. And my grandfather taught me to drive in the same way. Isn't that amazing? So I can feel what that young kid is feeling. (laughs) (laughs) And you're never going to see a kid like that out there protesting. True. He's grown up close to his father. He's learning the right way. He's been trained in the right way to go. That, that reminds me of the good old days. I'm telling you, white folks, not white folks, but black folks that don't know, in the good old days, that's how black people got along with one another. They loved their fathers. They wouldn't blame the white people. This is what every kid
kid, every adult, all races, all sizes, no matter the finance, no matter where you live, this is what you're hungry for. That void, that emptiness you have is for this kind of love. It reminded me again when I would teach my son to drive. He lived with me at one point. He was seven years old. I would teach him to drive. And so when he finally got the car going, he looked at all around to see who was looking at him. I was like, boy, you better be looking at the road. What are you looking at? He was so happy. And he wanted people to see him driving. I was like, what the? That's amazing. I'm telling you, men, women, boys, and girls, what's missing it's not a protest. It's not blacks hating whites, whites hating black Jews, hating Palestinian, Palestinian hating Jew, Muslim hating Muslim, and all that mess. It's the love of a father. You can always tell when a man or a woman, boy or girl, is not close to their father, don't have a father's love, is that they're going to be doing some crazy things, emotional, out of control things. Out of control means you don't have a father. Emotions mean you don't, you're not close to your father. Whether it's fear or love, fate love, emotional love, or doubt or envy, whatever it may be, it's the loss of a father. And the mother's love never going to work because the mother's love is evil. And they push hard to make you think that the mother's love is good. I want to show you the scariest video from Halloween this year, and you're going to see the adult acting like children because their father did not, they did not return to their father. Watch this from X. This door, this door. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And they sound like they're foreigners. That's what they do in their country. They steal. They went up to this house. The people put nice bucket of candy and stuff out for the kids. And they came. It looked like the mama, at least a grown woman, and a big kid there, too. They're stealing it all. They bring their asshole ideas to our country. They sound like foreigners. What the? But they definitely didn't have fathers. It doesn't matter if you're a foreigner or not. If you don't have a father, you're not close to your father. You don't love your father. You're not close to him. Meaning you don't, re you don't love your father. This is what you do. The, 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 the camera on the porch is showing it all. They don't care. And one last but not least, here's a child acting like he has the love of the father. Watch the difference from X. <laughs> Aww, that was really nice, Jackson. Shut up, Mama. That's all right. Okay. We're next kids. There you go. Danielle's like, nah, I don't got one. <laughs> wow. See how the little boy did the right thing? And the Mama got a spoiler. Oh, 
Oh, be quiet. Just let the boy put the candy back, and you ain't got to say all that. Trying to kill the love of the father. He didn't need you to stroke him. What a sad thing is happening in my world. This is from X. It looked like a little white boy being literally just beat up on by angry black men, it seemed. And it's just, it's their mama in them. Watch this. This is evil. This is black excellence. This is evil. It's all for the thrill of it. That evil spirit, they get a thrill beating up on this kid. That's not in Africa. That's here. And if you notice, that's here in America. And if you notice, it looked like a little white kid, or maybe a Mexican, but it looked like a white kid being beat up by the blacks. You don't hear that in the media anywhere. Just think, if it was one little black kid being beat up by a bunch of white kids, that would be, they would put the war on the back burner. They would put Israel and Palestine and uh Ukraine and Russia, everybody on the back burner, and this would be all that they'd be talking about. They would be calling it white supremacy, racism. You would have Tony from California calling in. Yes, how come all the black, white kids beat up on the black kids all the time? But nothing about this. That is pure evil. And that is the spirit of the mother. Black children are not suffering due to racism. It has nothing to do about with slavery or systemic racism. It has nothing to do with what they physically have or don't have. It's the hatred of the heart that's been passed out from their mothers. And now they know they can get away with it. They ain't going to jail. Ain't no cops coming. And it's going to get worse in the gener- black generation from generation to generation. That's not the way it was in the good old days at all. If there was a fight without it, I hardly remember one. They would stop it. They wouldn't get involved, beat up on one person like that. I saw this movie. Uh, I just happened to be flipping through the TV. I guess over the weekend. And I s- saw this movie, uh, Django... Unchained or something? Wow, Django Unchained. That's it called? Uh, that is that is a movie. Have you seen it? I, I've seen that movie 20 times just in theaters. Really? <laughs> yeah, so. You saw it 20 times? In the theater. And what did you, you like to? It's top uh, top five for me. And what did you like about it? Well, I'm just a big fan of that director and writer. Quentin Tarantino, so all of his films, um, pretty big fan. But that one specifically, um, just entertaining. (laughs) You say that again. (laughs) Just very bizarre and, uh, you know, 
that movie is Quentin Cantina still living? <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, yes, sir. Uh, that movie was so exaggerated, it's not even funny. Yeah. It was so, they had, uh, what's the black man, the slave guy in the house? Oh, Steven. The black guy? Oh, no, the the main slave was Django. Right. They had his role so exaggerated, <laughs> you have to be high, drunk, <laughs> and on fentanyl to believe that anything was real about it. That's for sure. And they exaggerate those type movies. That's why I don't like watching those black movies like that. They exaggerate those movies to keep the black people angry and to keep the whites afraid. Yeah. That movie, I don't even know how anyone can believe that movie. Yeah. It, it was just pure entertainment. Yeah. If you saw it as pure entertainment, then you did it the right way. Other than that, if you walked out of that theater mad or believing that it was real at all, then you got a serious problem. Ain't no way that that, it was just stupidly exaggerated. And I hope that Quentin Cantina <laughs> did it to be, just to make money and have fun. But it had an effect on a lot of angry black people. Because I noticed that a lot of angry black people go after other black people who have gotten away from the black thinking and the black mindset. And they call them that name. You just jingle, whatever. Yeah, or Steven, the 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 uh, guy, the older guy that was in the house. Yeah, the house, the man that really loved his boss. Yeah, but it was exaggerated. It wasn't real, folks. It was just a movie that was not real. But if you're angry, you walked away thinking that it was real. And that's how you're being controlled. Overcome the anger, you can overcome being controlled. And so you have people overreacting to one word, and that word is the so-called N-word, right? And they feel justified in overreacting. They don't see that it's them. They blame somebody else for that for overreacting. And then the white people are so afraid of that word, the N-word, uh-uh, they'll sacrifice their life rather than use that word. It's just a word. It is only a word. Why you let someone come into your world? You are your own world. We are not the world. You are your world. Every human being, right? We are not the people to make a better place, so let's start giving. It's not that. Fleckens talk went out on the street. And he asked people if they were if they would say the N word to end hunger, would they do it? People on the street were asked, ask. If they were, if they would say the N word to end hunger, would you use the N word if it ended hunger? This is from Fleckens. Talk. Watch this. Would you say the N word? The N word? The N word? The N word? The N word to end world hunger? Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> I don't know to end it. Oh. I think, I think it's not my call. 
<laughs> to answer that. I don't know. But, I, if, I, if, but, I, if I was allowed to, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do it. To. If I had public support from the black community to say it to end world hunger, maybe. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it on my own accord. Would you say the N-word to end world hunger? Yes. <laughs> you would, no hesitation, just... Screaming out loud, if it, if it put food in babies' tummies... I'd say proud. Would I say no? I don't know. To end it? Oh gosh! If I had a poll and everybody came together and gave me, so you wouldn't do it under any circumstances? Nah. Why not? Why not? I don't know. It's not my place. Not my yes. place. To end world hunger? Absolutely. You think that's? Why? Why do you say yes? Some people say no. Why would? Why do you say yes? Because people are hungry in the world. Who cares about people's feelings when their stomachs are empty? Who do you need permission from? Um, the people who would be affected by me saying it. <laughs> a sad word. Don't you see human beings in a fallen state now? That's not a normal way to live. If you had control of your own life, there are words that you would use. There are words that you would not use. But it's not, it wouldn't be based on what somebody else said. And that woman just said, it ain't about their feelings. It's about people being hungry. Yeah, I'll say it. Joyelle said, she's base white woman. <laughs> the one thing I've always, and I'm sure my parents were that way too because I don't know how I became that way. I've always appreciated someone else's talent. I, I, and because I know that all things that are good come together for the glory for the glory of God, because all talents are given to us by God. And so I'm like, when I see, when I hire people, I hire them because I want new talent to work together with the old talent, but don't become like the old talent. Put them together to make them work. New ideas and new things. But most people are not like it. They get jealous of your talent, and they, they want to destroy you because their hearts are wicked. I have a... Uh Two brothers on my mom's side, uh, and one of them uh, used to be an alcoholic, and the other one's uh, homosexual. And my uh, the one who used to be an alcoholic is now getting married, and he's gonna he's offering to pay for my flight out there and a night at a hotel. He chose his gay brother as the best man at the wedding, and he's hardcore Christian, you know. So this is a friend of yours, you say? No, my brother. Oh, your brother chose your brother? Yeah. Oh, okay. He chose he chose the gay brother to be his best man at his uh, Christian wedding. Okay. Um, I'm just wondering, I mean, I kind of feel like I should go, but I don't, you know, I'm not sure because I'm like, you know, why would you have a, a homosexual as your best man at a wedding if you're Christian? I mean, do you think there's anything wrong with that? or Why does that... Why is that even a thought for you? Well, I guess I kind of do, but it's just, you know, he says one thing and does another because, you know, he's Christian or says he's Christian and got well, the love of God. But, but why does that bother you, period? Because he's my brother. And? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend if you should go to the wedding and he is there, that the two of you try to have a private conversation, and you apologize for resenting him. Because whatever he is and whatever he's doing, he can't help it. He's been driven by something else. 
just like you have been driven to be angry at him. That's not you. That's the spirit of evil. And you're judging your brother, saying that he is a Christian. He have a gay brother who he invite, but you're no different because you're judging them. You call yourself a Christian. You're judging the Christians. Right. Do you see that? Yep. All right. So, so I think I, will, I got my plan then. Uh, if Go you, to the wedding and forgive my brother. Yeah, pull him to the side and say, you know what? I have been resenting you, and I'm wrong. I'm sorry. And whatever your issues your brother have, those issues are on him because he came from the same parents you did. And those issues are with him, and they have nothing to do with you. Right. He can't blame you for the way he feel, feels, and you can't blame him for the way you feel. It's on you. Right. Go to that wedding and have fun, man. All right. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate everything you do for young men today. 